Welcome back to Winning the Battle for Talent, the podcast where our customer service experts discuss people management, reducing attrition, and helping employees thrive. Let's join the conversation. Hi, everybody. Welcome to J.D. Power's Winning the Battle for Talent podcast. I'm Michael Vermillion with J.D. Power, and with me today are Alex Bloom from Silver Lining and Mark Miller from J.D. Power. Alex and Mark, welcome. Thanks, Mike. Great to be here. Thank you, Mike. So Alex uh, and Mark, the the topic for today uh, that we're going to focus on is this concept of empathy. And uh, it's a uh, it's something that we've been talking about you know, quite a bit internally, also with our clients. And we want to talk about empathy in the context of customer interactions and the customer experience. So a, a good starting point for these conversations is always around definition. So I think we all kind of understand empathy at a high level. But uh, Alex, we'll start with you. How would you define empathy as it's related to customer service and um and kind of the customer experience? Well, first of all, I think it's important to to denote what empathy, um, how it's different from things like showing concern, um, which is which is one element um, of the output of um, showing empathy. And I would say that the best way and the way the way that we describe it to our customers is that if you're looking at uh, if there was an antenna, above each of your um, call center uh, representatives or your salespeople or anyone that is is front, uh, is consumer facing, is that that antenna would be tuned to a higher frequency in order to be able to absorb and identify emotional, verbal, and even auditory cues. And the best way, I think, to, uh, to explain the output of empathy is, is the show me, you know me, but really want to mean it. So it is, a, um, it is the ultimate facilitator of trust building. And it is also the act of trying to mirror the concerns and showing concern that a customer may have. Okay, I think that makes sense. So, so it's about uh, trust building. We talked a little bit about you know what what it actually means in practice. Um, in terms of the stakeholders, uh, when you think about employees and and the company and the brand itself, and and then the customers, um, who's the ultimate beneficiary um, when it comes to serving um, customers with empathy? Well, I think that empathy is one of those um, skills that has often been categorized as a soft skill, but is now turning into an essential um, part of successful brand building. So to answer your question, Mike, I would say that the, the ultimate winner is the brand and the supporting actors are your employees. And um, partly because, um, and, and the additional uh, beneficiary are our management teams. Um, and in order to have, uh, if you have an, a culture of empathy, uh, your brand will actually be adopted faster and with more um, stickiness 
because everyone that touches your brand from the inside will be communicating what makes you special with more authenticity. Okay, that that makes sense just in terms of, of the benefits. Um, why don't we turn turn this uh, idea on its head a bit and just ask the question, you know, if you're running an organization uh, and you're not focused on empathy uh, and instilling empathy you know, within the culture, um, what's, what's the danger of that or, or what's the risk of, of not focusing on, on empathy? Well, as um, we, as you reiterated, Mike, at the beginning, that empathy is probably the most powerful facilitator of trust building amongst your employees, amongst employees with management, and your employees with customers. So trust, um, we all want to get to the trust relationship as fast as possible, and that can be extremely difficult, um, especially in call center environments, as an example. So part of the challenges coming out of the pandemic is that consumers and employees, their framework, their their trust antenna, so to speak, um, has been damaged. There has been a lot that's gone on over the last couple of years that have made people that uh, feel like they can't trust on uh, trust very important um, things that we took for granted. And I think what happens is that that makes it very a lot, a lot more difficult for our employees to create trust with, with customers because they're even more apprehensive than they ever have been in terms of forming trusting relationships with anybody. So those companies that aren't focused on making sure that their employees um, have empathy training will miss out on building those strong, trusted bonds with customers because it actually takes a lot more skill to do that than it did before pre-pandemic. Yeah, so, so, so just to bring this to life a bit, um without naming names and, and, and Mark, feel free to jump in here as well. But um, do you have any, any kind of personal experiences or examples of brands that have done a good job uh, with instilling empathy into the culture or vice versa? Um, a, a kind of a brand experience where it was very clear that empathy is just not, just not part of what they do. Well, I'll say that um, recently I was talking to a CEO of a massive global organization who was explaining the, the challenges that all his senior management uh, managers have in terms of getting people to come back to work or getting people to, to work at a similar level um, and perform and deliver customer experience the way um, they would like. And one of the things um, that we worked with him on was it's you have to create more than ever a sense of vulnerability because the master of, of all control with management and employees no longer exists. It's, it's way more democratized. So one of the things, as a specific example, that he starts with his morning huddle um, with his senior staff 
explaining how a vulnerable moment, and that could be like, look, I just moved this weekend. I'm a complete, I'm so sorry if I'm a little snappy. Um, it's, it's super important that you know um, that I'm having a hard time with it. It's my issue, but I also um, want you to know what I'm going through. That is a moment of vulnerability. The way that his, his um, direct reports react is a sign of empathy, which is, we hear you. Thank you for sharing that. That allows us to do our jobs even better. By going through that exercise, he has not only set an example for the culture, he's also set an example for his direct reports on how they deal with their employees. Employees need to live and breathe an empathetic environment in order to know how to deliver empathy to customers. So I would say to answer your question, Mike, those CEOs who have woke, who, who now have much more visible, vulnerable moments with their employees are those that are winning the game in terms of delivering extraordinary customer experience coming out of a very tight labor market um, and uh, an all-time low of trust amongst consumers. Uh, yeah, thanks, Alex. Is, hey, hey, yeah, Mark, uh, what, what about yeah. you? Do you have any, any good examples here of uh, uh, situations where there clearly was empathy uh, uh, instilled in the culture and therefore, you know, trust building happening uh, from a customer experience point of view or, 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 or vice versa? Yeah, the, a few come to mind. I, I want to take it up a level, and I really appreciate the example that Alex just gave. And if you extend that corporately around the notion of vulnerability. So when we've done a deep dive analysis into what top performers do and how they do it, one of the traits of leadership that then gets cascaded down to the various other levels of leadership, so from exec leadership all the way down to the front line, is this notion of vulnerability that happens at a corporate level. And, you know, at J.D. Power, of course, we're managing, we're helping organizations optimize their scarce resources to provide an outstanding customer experience as quickly as possible at the least possible cost. And by doing that, that requires, by definition, prioritization. And um, so this notion of, of corporate cultural vulnerability is to go out to the staff all the way down through the front line and very clearly articulate that the company's got a vision and we're weak uh, or we have gaps or areas of opportunities, depending on how vulnerable you want to be and how you want to couch things um, in certain areas. And that act, uh, similar to what Alex is talking about from an interpersonal standpoint with uh, an executive's management team. But if you do that at the corporate level and, and to say to the team, not only do we have issues and challenges, but we're going to allow you as uh, the folks who are on that front line to help us solve those issues. So in a way, it's, it's a, a way for individuals to act with empathy corporately uh, to the org. Um, and so we find that that vulnerability is so key to rallying troops around the issues. And then 
allowing those uh, frontline folks to engage in the actual problem solving. When we, uh, now to bring it down just to a little bit more specific example, um, when we looked at then top performing leaders as they moved down from way at the top of the org down to let's say a center level or a team level, what Alex is talking about that gets manifested on the phones is that vulnerability and the connection that leaders are intentionally making with people at a personal level. And we uh, noted the top performing managers over and over uh, of very large contact centers in this case are those who take time to understand at a deep level kind of at that emotional level, what their agents and frontline managers are going through. And that act translated directly into this notion of empathy for the customers and then them transcending the job from, hey, I got to deal and solve a customer problem to something much more meaningful around, I'm going to make the lives of the person who I'm privileged to chat with today better and solving the problems can be part of it, but really connecting with them in that brief moment that they have together creates these meaningful moments that will help solve some of these talent challenges that, that people are going through because you're connecting at such a deeper level. So um, those are just some, some thoughts on how it translated from the corporate level down to the operational level, down to the rep level, which then manifested itself in customer interactions. Okay, so, so we've talked about empathy as, as being an important part of the culture for trust building for the brand. Um, we talked about the risk of not embracing empathy uh, in your culture. Um, so we know it's important. Um, I just want to focus a little bit more on the, on the how. Uh, so the playbook for um, instilling empathy into your culture. So, so Alex, you gave the example of the CEO setting the example. Uh, Mark talked about communications and the importance of the supervisors and the managers and their role. Um, Alex, what, what are the other parts of the playbook here? How, how, do you, how do you introduce empathy into the culture in an effective way? Well, the two, the two biggest drivers um, are self-awareness and self-regulation um, in terms of actual um, things um, that you need to train on. And so, but one of the ways in which we train um, and find the the gap between what's going on with your um, with your uh, your team and uh, currently the baseline, and then where you want to take them is sound wave analysis. And what we have found through all our clients, whether it be luxury goods down to um, trade organizations to uh, retailers is that analyzing your call centers or your team's sa- uh, conversations as it relates to sound waves uh, is a great indicator. And by that, I mean companies that are exhibiting strong, empathetic environments have less spikes in sound waves, even when their customers have very high spikes in sound waves during a conversation. And so, as you would expect, 
If someone is extremely animated and upset, the job of everybody with uh, and empathy training helps this with self-awareness and self-regulation is to make is to uh, is to, to um, narrow the gaps between um, the spikes and the normal conversation and bring down the spikes. And in order to do that, they have to have a relatively low sound wave bar um, across um, and, and maintain it and, and be consistent. So even though a customer is extremely animated, that person on the phone needs to, to have self-regulation and self-awareness to know to keep the sound waves at a constant low level in order to be able to exhibit behavior that he wants the customer to exhibit. Oh, I see. I, yeah, that that makes sense. Um, no, we no, we talked a lot about vulnerability. How do you train someone to be vulnerable? It's uh, role playing. We find to be the the most um, efficient between colleagues, between colleagues and managers. That is the most effective because vulnerability takes someone who is least likely to be viewed as vulnerable within a close circle of, of, uh, of employees and have that person tell a story, a personal story, um, that exhibits vulnerability. And what we find is the mirroring effect is, is uh, pretty remarkable. So role-playing seems to be um, super important. The other thing is giving uh, in, uh, employees a script, words to use that show vulnerability, words to show that actually have the opposite effect. So for, for companies out there that have embraced empathy and, and are taking steps to instill empathy into their culture and they're doing training, the kind of training that we're talking about, um, how do they know that it's working or, or not working? How, how, do you, how do you measure this? Well, the first the first measure would be their scores on on your surveys. True. Okay, um, that's a good place to start. Uh, that's a great place to start. Uh, but um, he, here's what we find: water cooler, or in this case, virtual water cooler uh, chats. What um, are people talking about? Is it surface stuff? Do employees have a great relationship with each other? Are they asking each other meaningful questions about how their weekend was? Um, are they, do they have lower attrition rates? That's, that's an easy one. But before it gets to that point, there's ways of measuring meaningful interactions. When someone's, um, sick or absent for a long period of time, does your manager actually reach out and say, how are you doing? We're worried about you. Or do they say, when are you going to be back? These are really easy ways to improve by um, giving your team better scripting, written and otherwise, um, to ensure that, um, that people feel cared for, people that get uh, feel cared for. Actually, um, it's not all about the money. They stay longer, and most importantly, um, they are more authentic in terms of delivering customer service. Yeah, that, that's interesting. So, so 
Alex, you know, what I'm getting out of this is when we talk about empathy in the context of customer interactions and the customer experience, it's, it's just not about the uh, customer facing representatives being empathetic with the customers. Uh, it's about truly embedding empathy throughout the culture uh, from the top at the CEO level down to the director level down to the frontline supervisor level. And that's what you really need is your kind of foundation and, and way to kind of reinforce empathy throughout the culture. And then from there, it's a lot easier to actually make sure it's in, in, uh, that it's part of that customer experience, part of that customer interaction. Is that right? You're absolutely right, Mike, because that's the difference between employees coming across as robotic with new scripting and organizations that are having meaningful conversations with their customers because the customer understands that it's a safe zone. And we're at, it's a big ask to ask uh, one of our frontline people to be empathetic. It is, it is beyond um, what some of us are, are capable of. But what we also find is organizations that adopt training for empathy actually have more resilient employees who are better problem solvers because they feel equipped to have an emotional uh, level conversation without it feeling like they're the target of the arrows, so to speak. So it gives them the proverbial flak jacket that we want all our employees to have a little bit, courtesy of our organization, of our brand, so that they don't come away drained. They actually come away invigorated because they are authentic problem solvers. So Alex and Mark, that was a terrific conversation today about empathy. So thank you so much for joining us. It was great. Appreciated it. Thank you, Mike. And we want to thank our listeners for joining us as well today. And we'll see you next time.